Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God for our meditation this Sunday is our second lesson, Hebrews 3, 1-6, as printed in your bulletin and already read. Dear friends in Christ, these first verses of Hebrews 3 are another one of those passages that it is way too easy and way too common to read or hear and then to think, yeah, those other people really needed or still need to hear this, but not me. After all, we are not in danger of elevating Moses above Jesus in importance or, or, or of forgetting that Jesus is God's son. But the fact that the writer to the Hebrews begins by addressing holy brothers and that would include sisters here as well, and then appeals to our shared heavenly calling and our shared confession of faith in Jesus, and affirms later that we are all God's house, well, those things make clear that what is said here applies to and is relevant for all believers. So we need to listen and not tune it out as though it only matters for other people. Thankfully, the message here is pretty simple. You need to keep your head. Now, we can understand that in a first sense as thinking straight. Keep your head by keeping your focus where it should be, on Jesus. The Jewish believers that the book of Hebrews was originally written for had lost or were in danger of losing that focus. They had begun to suffer some persecution and were being tempted to a return to a, a purely Jewish faith that did not include Jesus as their Messiah or Savior because, well, that would end the persecution. The way to rationalize that bad choice was to reason that they were they were just trading Jesus for Moses, and, and all Jews knew that there was no prophet or leader greater than Moses. After all, he was the one through whom God had given Israel the law at Mount Sinai, the, the law which not only guided their behavior, but also gave them their identity as a people. The writer here points out that the big problem with that, what the big problem with that rationalization is. Jesus is unquestionably greater than Moses because as the Son of God, he is responsible for everything that Moses was identified with. He gave the law. He called the people to himself and put his name on them. He sustained and blessed them. And he also was the Messiah prophet and savior that Moses testified about and told the people to listen to. Oh, I'm sad to say that there are Christians today who are doing essentially what this letter's first recipients were doing, elevating Moses and the law over Jesus and the gospel, and they don't even have persecution as an excuse. They insist that the only right way to please God is to follow all the Old Testament dietary laws, to observe the Sabbath and the festivals, and, and basically treat all the laws and regulations given at Mount Sinai as binding on them. 
They have completely given up the freedom that Jesus won for them with his suffering, death, and resurrection. But there are also plenty of Christians who are just like us, who have done and are doing something similar, even if they're not mentioning Moses when they do. They get confused about what it means to be a Christian or to be the church. They complain when people in society, believers or not, don't follow the rules that they think everyone in a Christian nation should be following. They get more upset over a judge removing the Ten Commandments from his courtroom than they do over a pastor who preaches his own ideas from the pulpit instead of God's Word. Or they insist that as long as there are problems like social injustice and economic inequity in society, that to be relevant and worth their time, the preachers and the church should stop talking about things like sin and grace and the cross and resurrection. In all of these cases, and many more, what we see is Christians losing focus. They are not keeping their heads because they have taken their eyes and their minds off of Jesus and have determined that that something or someone else is more important. But nothing is more important. Salvation is found only in Christ. Heaven is gained only through faith in God's Son and His sacrifice for us. Whether it's returning to Moses and His laws, or attaching yourself to some other mistaken notion of what Christianity is or should be about, don't lose your head. You have been called to heaven in Christ. You have been washed clean by His blood and forgiven all your sins. You have been claimed by the Father in baptism. You have been given faith by the Holy Spirit, and that faith has been nurtured and strengthened by the gospel and the word and the sacrament. That is what matters. So whether it's thinking that obedience to some code of behavior is what defines being a Christian, or letting some sin or bad habit take over your life, or just allowing the busyness and distractions of everyday living to crowd out your devotion to the Lord, well, don't let it happen. And if it has already happened, stop it and get your head back where it belongs. Focus your attention on Jesus, the Apostle and High Priest whom we confess. And it helps a lot to remember exactly who Jesus is. He's not just a famous holy person, not even just one in a long line of prophets. He is the one God sent to be our Savior. He is the unique and perfect priest who sacrificed himself on the cross as the offering to take away the sins of all the world. And he is the Son of God, placed over the church and over everything, As the people noted in our gospel today, Jesus had something that none of their teachers had, authority. 
as the divine King of creation and Lord of the universe, all authority is His. So we do not want, in our beliefs or our behavior, to forget that and start treating other people, other gods, or even our own ideas as superior or even preferable to His. He is our head. Keep Him that way in your life. Imagine that you are hired for a new job by Mr. Smith, and he tells you that he is the owner and founder of the company and that you will work for and report to him. He is the big boss and he is your boss. And then imagine how things would go if, after a while, one of your co-workers starts giving you instructions at first saying they came from Mr. Smith, but eventually just doing it on her own say-so. If you then decide to do what your co-worker says, are you still honoring Mr. Smith as your boss? Or if after a while you decide that you have a better way of doing things than what Mr. Smith has told you to do, and you simply start doing it your way instead of his, Are you doing what he hired you to do? If he calls you into his office and calls you on the carpet, he will be entirely justified in letting you go because your choices will have shown that you have forgotten that he is the head and not you or anyone else. We often make that mistake in our lives. Just as those Jewish believers were treating Moses as superior to Jesus, we give a politician or a party or a famous preacher or an Instagram influencer or our peers or the popular crowd or or perhaps a, a favorite professor higher authority than Christ when it comes to our actions or our opinions or our values or priorities. Or maybe we just hear something in a sermon or read something in the Bible that we decide we just don't like. It doesn't matter that it's God's word and will. We just decide that we have a better idea and and that's what we're going to stick with. Let's be perfectly clear. This is sin, idolatry, and rebellion. It is also incredibly foolish. Because Jesus is not just the highest authority because someone says so. He is the highest authority because He is the Son of God, Lord of the church and King of the universe and the ultimate judge. He has all power, all knowledge, complete understanding, and He is the embodiment of the grace that is the only thing that saves you or anyone. Forgetting to give Him the glory and honor He is due is foolish. And choosing not to do so is damnable arrogance. So instead, trust, worship, and follow Him as your Lord and Savior in all things. Be wise. Keep your head. And that includes remembering and celebrating that He is the one who has made us who we are. God's house, His church, 
the holy family with Christ as our brother and his father as our father. This is no small thing. Because just as Jesus is superior, so also is his church. Not not in the sense that we think the church on earth does no wrong or that its members, individual Christians, are of better character or, or have the right to look down on unbelievers. No, we freely admit that we are not perfect because we still have sinful natures. No, we say that the church is superior because our head is the true Son of God and our Redeemer. Our family of faith stands alone. And every other religion, philosophy, or attempt at spirituality, no no matter how big, no matter how ancient, no matter how recent, no matter how reasonable, simply cannot compare. Those are all false faiths with no salvation and no true hope. We have the truth. We have Jesus. Our house. God's house is better in every way. It is made up of of Jews and Gentiles, of Americans and Afghans, of, of Lutherans and Methodists and Catholics and more, across denominations on every continent, through all the countries from Eden to paradise. It is holy because its members are holy through faith in Christ who has cleansed them of all their sins. There is simply nothing else like it, nothing to compare the church to, and absolutely no reason ever to be ashamed of it or to doubt that it will survive. It is so much bigger, so much better, so much stronger, so superior, because it is God's house built by Him with the Son of God over it, the very One who who bought us with His blood, brought us in, and gave us a place with Him. And He, He is faithful in every way. Faithful to His Father, faithful to His promises, faithful to us, His people, His brothers and sisters. Just as every prophecy of the Messiah was fulfilled in Jesus, every prophecy made in Christ will be kept. All things will be worked out for the good of His people. He will be with us always, even to the end of the age. And nothing will ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you want to keep your head not out of fear or obligation, but out of thanks and love. What we have been given in Christ and what we have been made in Christ is is better than anything that we could ever imagine or desire. We have confidence and power and peace and joy now with Jesus in this life. And for the next life, we know that we have a heavenly calling with Christ, because of Christ, and and for eternal life. So we will, of course, focus our attention on Jesus. And we will hold on tight in faith to the one who is always faithful. 
We are his house. So we will hold firmly to our confidence in in the face of all trouble and every attack. And we will hold on to the hope about which we boast in the face of all opposition and every distraction. Because the one who gives us that hope is superior in every way. Christ, who is all in all, is over all of God's house, and we are His. Hallelujah. Amen. Please rise. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.